0: Welcome to another episode of the Raw Paleo Lifestyle Podcast. I'm your host, Emmanuel Zuckerman, and today I'm going to be discussing one of the most important topics, which is parasites, bacteria, viruses, and the Raw Paleo Diet. The reason this is one of the most important topics is that it is the main hurdle, the main objection to anyone wanting to try out the diet. Now I'm not advocating that you adopt a lifestyle or the diet or that you do anything that you're not comfortable with the goal of this podcast is to educate especially those who are already committed to adopting this lifestyle so with that disclaimer aside the basic deal is like so the mainstream understanding is that uncooked food contains in it bacteria parasites viruses other things like that and that by ingesting them or coming in contact with them you will get a disease or a parasite or become a host to some of these things. Now whether this is true or not depends on who you talk to and what resource you look at. So I'm going to give you several points of view on this topic as well as the evidence for them which argue against this mainstream point of view. So argument one consists of the thesis that parasites are actually helpful. The theory goes basically that we have evolved to benefit from these parasites. We have been around for many millions of years, so have they. Natural selection has made it so that we take advantage of what the parasites do, and they take advantage of us. And it's a symbiotic relationship, in fact, and not parasitic. And there is some concrete, solid evidence for this to be true. One such evidence is that doctors In certain cases now, prescribe patients with various intestinal worms to help them alleviate health problems. There is studies out there that show that being infected by roundworm can help certain women be more fertile. There are other cases where it is said that parasites, usually we're talking here intestinal parasites, reduce symptoms of irritable bowel syndrome other cases where they help ease symptoms of multiple sclerosis. Now this Parasites are Helpful thesis can be made a bit more concrete and that is that a lack of parasites causes autoimmune system diseases, allergies, and more serious ones as well. As a consequence, there have been an increasing number of people who will actively do things to get infected. People who will ingest eggs of roundworms, hookworms, whatever it is. People would travel across the world to get infected. There's even a story of one individual who decided to fly to a country in Africa. I don't remember which one. And then he started walking around barefoot in the outhouses in order to catch some worms. So that's point of view number one, it's that parasites help and as you see there's actually a lot of evidence showing that this is true. Another point of view is this more general theory that it's not really that there are bad bacteria or bad parasites or bad viruses, but rather that it is the medium, the environment, the body, the nutrition that the body ingests, the toxicity in the environment, and so on and so forth that determines whether these parasites, bacteria, viruses are malicious, or whether they are benign, or whether they can even take any foothold. To use a very simple analogy, imagine that you leave some food in your house for several days. Well then you're going to get a bunch of mice and they're going to start reproducing and running around your house but if you don't have any food then it is much less likely that the mice will migrate into your house. So here you see the environment determines whether the mice come in and live in the house or not. The same goes for parasites and bacteria and so on and so forth. If your body has a weak immune system is full of toxic chemicals and molecules that cannot be digested and other environmental factors then you're creating a hospitable environment for these infectious agents. Another example is athlete's foot. When you wear shoes and socks and you sweat in them and you keep your feet in the dark and don't allow any circulation and it's moist and disgusting, then that's a perfect environment for fungi. And that's what happens. A fungus starts growing on your foot. It's because you create an environment that's hospitable and inviting to this parasite. Here's another example that's a combination of point of view one, that parasites are helpful, and point of view two, that it's the environment that matters. Of course, both of these views can be true or false, depending on which organism we're talking here. Basically, when people with celiac disease consume gluten, their immune system starts attacking their small intestine. Researchers have injected celiacs with hookworm And once they did that, the celiacs were able to eat gluten, or they're able to eat a medium-sized bowl of spaghetti, which is a lot for someone with celiac disease. I can see two ways in which this makes sense. Either the hookworm eats up the gluten or the molecules that are associated with it, and then the celiac's immune system doesn't have to attack your small intestine so that would be suggesting that the environment you created is hospitable to hookworm which is like a janitor that comes in there and cleans it up for you so you don't have to live in a body full of toxic waste or alternatively having this hookworm pacifies or keeps your immune system busy instead of being all trigger happy and attacking anything that looks foreign your immune system has something to do which in this case suggests that too little stimulus for your immune system results in all these autoimmune problems. And that in turn suggests that you need to stimulate your immune system by having natural and normal contact with unsanitized surfaces such as the grass outside and perhaps foods as well. Finally, point of view number three is that, simply put, the fears are greatly exaggerated. For example, if you look at the labels on frozen meat, or eggs, and other animal foods. You'd think that leaving these things to thaw for one hour makes them into a biohazard. Eggs must be refrigerated, meats must be thawed at a certain temperature in the refrigerator, or something like that. I'd be the last person to know. And if you eat a raw egg, you're gonna get salmonella, and so on and so forth. But plenty of people, myself included, eat several raw eggs each day unrefrigerated and are completely fine no salmonella so this suggests that the fears are greatly exaggerated it's possible to add in the caveat that for instance if you eat products from healthy animals then they won't be as dangerous and that's probably true but you're not gonna see any doctors recommending pasture-raised raw eggs anytime soon